Welcome to Reliance's Sunday Sermon. Worship with us at 8, 9.30, or 11 o'clock a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. I want to share it, though, in this one. When, you know, when you trust the Lord and you're like, okay, what do you want us to do down there, Lord? And, and he just says, pray. If anyone's in trouble, pray. If anyone's in need, what's the Bible say? Pray. So it wasn't like we were going down there going, oh, I guess the only thing we can do is pray. That's what we're supposed to start with, right? And so we get there and we fly into the airport out of all the places that we chose. We flew into the airport and the road that we left with the rental car on was called Wichita. <laughs> and then we drove around, like, I mean, this is big. I mean, there's, there's uh, gates all over, border crossings all over in the wall and everything. And we were just driving around. We're just like praying, like, okay, Lord, where do you want us to stop? And we go down the road and we stopped at this one place that we just felt called back to. Each and every night we'd go and we'd pray as they came across. And um, we just hope. And, so the, and as we were leaving, we saw that it was, the road was called Esperanza, which means hope. And so the Lord took us to the road of hope from Wichita. And I feel like air capital of the world, there's this prayer unity, not reliance. I'm saying that what God is doing in Wichita. Wichita is the air capital of the world. There's this prayer unity thing happened. I think that Wichita is going to be a place that brings hope to the nations. So if you feel stirred, leave and pray. If you feel burdened, go somewhere. <laughs> go somewhere and pray. Let God be the one who brings hope, but you be the vessel in which it comes through. Amen? So... I hope a lot of people jump on airplanes lately, uh, or soon, soon, all right? So um, if you're a visitor with us, thanks for coming on this Labor Day. You could be laboring at the lake, but you chose to labor with us. Thank you for that. Um, on Labor Day, I thought it would be fitting that we talk about work. That's not true. I thought it'd be fitting that we talk about rest. Who likes rest? Who wants to talk about rest? All right, good. So um, I really feel like the word in season for the church especially in America today, but I think church globally, is this word rest. I think rest is the word in season in these turbulent, trial, brutal times that we're in. Every time you turn on the news, every time you turn, or whether it's a pandemic or whatever it is, every single day there's something new that brings more anxiousness and more trial, one of us, more fear and more whatever, anxiety to your life. And in those moments, every one of us wants to go, what do I do? How do I stop it? How do I get involved? What do I, and we want, I want you to rest. I want you to rest. There's a reason for that. Because we want to work, 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 try, 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 try to fix everything. And the Lord is going, I do my greatest work when you rest in me. When you just simply rest in me. Do you want the promise? I believe one of the secrets to the, uh, of how to live out this life, one of the promises of God, learn to rest in him. How many of you guys like to take naps on Sundays? Any Sunday nappers out there? There is nothing like turning on the golf channel and falling asleep. I'm just telling you right now. Amen? Every Sunday, man, I turn the golf channel on, I'm out. I'm just like a rock. That nap, though, when I wake up from that nap, I'm telling you, it's, it's a restful thing when you wake up and you feel a bit rejuvenated. The Lord has designed us in our bodies, in our souls. He's designed us. He's put his DNA in us that we need rest. It is a proven fact that when you don't have the right kind of rest in your life, when you don't have rest in your life, that it, it compromises even your immune system. You're more susceptible. So what, you go to the doctor and they say, have you been resting well? No, I haven't been resting well. Okay, well then it's sickness and things can come on you. It's proven that when you don't have the kind of rest that you want, it's hard to concentrate. You become more stressed out. And so a lot of times what you'll see is when we don't rest, all of a sudden it affects our mental state. 
When we don't rest, it's proven it changes your mood and your attitude. Amen? Some of you guys are elbowing the person you're sitting by. Grumpy, right? When you don't rest, it's proven you're generally, gen, genuinely and generally more grumpy, less patient, and you snap easier. Why? God cre- could have created us any way he wanted to. God could have said, you're going to be absolute machines that never need to rest. That's not how he created us. God created us with a DNA where our bodies, our minds, our hearts have to rest. There's a reason for that. We're designed where we're dependent upon rest in our bodies, and we're dependent upon rest in our souls. In fact, if you look at Matthew 11, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus gives us this word where he says this, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, or or another word for that is burdened. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Come to me, those that are tired and weary and weak and stressed out and anxious and fearful, and you're carrying this weight of stress, and he's saying, I want you to come to me, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you something. Does he say I'm going to give you power? Does he say I'm going to give you love? Does he say I'm going to give you peace? What's he say he's going to give us? Rest. Say it. Rest. So here's the Lord who gives us power, who gives us love, who gives us peace, who gives us hope, but he's telling you and I in this time when you've been laboring and you're tired and you're worn out and you feel beaten and you feel burdened and you feel anxious, he's going, the greatest kingdom thing that I'm going to give you is rest. I'm going to give you my rest. And then he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and low and rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm reading that verse uh, this week, thinking about what we're going to talk about, and I think of the yoke that's put on an oxen, and when you put a yoke on something, you're about to work it. You're about to drive it. And here, Jesus is saying, I'm going to put my yoke upon you. And what we're going to see here in just a moment is that yoke that he puts upon us is his rest. And then when we work, we're not working out of our own ability. We're working out of his rest. Turn with me, if you guys would, here in just a moment to Exodus chapter 31. I want to show you something. So here's why this is so important. Out of all the Ten Commandments... You know, no gods before me, no, don't murder anybody, you know, don't, um, you know, steal, don't lie. I don't typically wake up in the morning going, I cannot wait to steal from somebody today, right? <laughs> like, if, if I break one, that's the one I'm going to break, right? I, I don't, most of us, just saying most, most of us in this room don't wake up going, I wonder whose life I can take today, Right? Like we just, it's not on our, it's not on our brainway. We just, we read the Ten Commandments and we're like, yeah, I'm good. Like these are solid, right? We read through them, we're like, these are solid. I don't plan on breaking these today except for one. When I read the Ten Commandments, I'm like, I'm solid. Except you get to the one that says, honor the Sabbath day for it is, everybody say holy. And here I am, grew up in church my whole life, and I'm going, I'm good on all the other nine. I don't really think I need a Sabbath day. Because I'm working for your kingdom, God. (laughs) I'm doing your things, Lord. I'm just, I'm going to keep going, 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 because that's the way you created me. And here's the deal. He's going, no, I created you to rest, and you're not honoring one of the commandments. Church, I think out of all the things that we miss, many of us miss, 
is we miss the commandment to rest. And so because we miss the commandment to rest, we miss out on many of the things of the Lord. I want to show you why this is so important. Exodus 31, starting with verse 12. The Lord said to Moses, you are to speak to the people of Israel and say, above all. Somebody say, above all. Above all. all. Like, all of these are important. All the commands of God are important. All of them are important. But here's what he says. Above all, you shall keep my Sabbath, for it is a sign between me and you throughout the generations that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you, make you holy. He's telling us that that day of rest, when he stopped and completed it all, he's telling us that when you rest on that, on that day, when you have that Sabbath rest, you're declaring to the world that the Lord God, this is throughout the generation, that this is the sign that the Lord God is the one who makes you holy, not you trying hard, not you working hard. Now, this is important. Here's what he goes on and he says, you shall keep the Sabbath because it is holy for you. Now, if some of you guys are going, "Ah, I just don't know if it's that big of a deal, let me share this with you. (laughs) Everyone who profanes it shall be put to death. Is it a big deal? That's a big deal. Praise the Lord for his grace, by the way. Whoever does any work on it, the soul on it, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. You go on and you read crazy stories in the Old Testament. There was a guy picking up sticks in his yard. I don't know. I think it's his yard. Maybe he was just picking up sticks. But he's talking about picking up sticks. Somebody, Johnny's picking up sticks in his yard on the up sticks. I think it's his yard. And says to Moses, Moses, Johnny's picking up sticks in his yard on the Sabbath day. Moses is grieved by this. It's not like, ah, oh, it's just sticks. It's no big deal. Moses goes to the Lord. Lord, what to do? And the Lord goes, Johnny's got up sticks on the Sabbath day. And well, you said, this is what you said. Lord, what do you want us to do? And the Lord goes, Johnny's got to die. Like, that's brutal. This is how important it was to the heart of God that the obedience was there. Praise the Lord that in the New Testament, Jesus comes and all of the commandments are filled in him. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord that there's grace in him. But just because they're fulfilled in him doesn't mean he throws them out. We're still called to a Sabbath rest. So we'll talk about that. Here's why this is so, again, important in the body of Christ. Here's what we see in Genesis chapter 2. One and two, and each day he's creating. Day one, day two, day three, day four. morning, and there was night. There was morning, and there was night. God's moving. He's, he's doing things in power. He's working it out. Day one through six, he's working it all out. And it says, and on day seven, God rested. And know that one of the first things called holy in the Bible was rest? And because we've grown up in a religious mind, you said, well, what's the big deal about that? Because we've grown up in a religious mindset that defines holiness by what we do or don't do and not by the restfulness of the Lord. So we've grown up in a mindset of going, holiness is about how I live my life, good this way or good this way, or I don't do that, or I stay away from this, or I don't do drugs, or I don't do this. That's how we've defined holiness. But yet the Bible defines holiness as resting in the Lord. And when you rest in the Lord, you'll produce fruit. And the fruit of that will be, I'm staying away from that and I'm doing that. Do you hear what I'm saying? It comes from resting in the Lord. It doesn't come from your doing. It comes from resting in the Lord. Resting in the Lord is your holiness. That's where he says it. He says holiness defined by God was that we would rest in his completed work. 
So here you go. You've got Genesis being created. You've got each day is bringing about a different thing. And on day seven, it says the Lord rested. Why? Was the Lord tired? The Lord doesn't get tired. Was the Lord, did the Lord need to replenish his power because he used so much power to create the earth? The Lord never needs to replenish his power. He's all powerful. So why in the world did the Lord rest on day seven? I'll tell you why. He was done. His power wasn't depleted. He goes, he was finished. He wasn't tired. His power wasn't depleted. He goes, everything I just did, it's perfect. Everything you need, all the provision you need, everything that will sustain you in your point, and you say, finished. It's like being in a courtroom and arguing your point, and you say, the defense rests. I got nothing else to say. I'm winning, right? So here you go. God rested because he was just simply done. He wasn't tired. He was just simply done. And then here's what we see. Adam wakes up on day six. He gets him from the dust of the ground, breathes into him, and we become a living being, right? They wake up on day six, and here's the beautiful thing about this. On day six, they wake up, and Adam knows nothing about the work in the first five days. All Adam knows is day seven, which is that he gets to rest in the Lord. So Adam wakes up. He's resting in the Lord. The Lord goes, let's co-labor together. Let's name the animals. Let's, let's, let's plant some trees together. Adam never sees it as work. He sees it as rest in the Lord. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful picture. And then there's no pressure, no stress, none of that. And then what happens? Sin comes in. And now isn't it interesting that the curse on mankind is not only separation from God, but the curse on mankind is you will toil and you will work the land and it will be work and you will sweat and you will earn its living by the, by, by the, the, uh, the sweat of your brow. You will pull a living from the earth. You will feel the pinch and the pressure. So the curse of mankind is you're going to have to work now, right? So then you see this laying out and then what comes after the fall? Gee, ever say Jesus. Jesus. Then Jesus comes and says, oh, 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 it's time to put things in right order again. Jesus comes on planet earth, and all of a sudden what we see is Jesus comes and he says something in Luke 9, 58. Do you remember when he says, the foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to, remember he says, rest his head? Now, I heard a great commentary on this. One of these pastors was saying, so many times we preach, it just means that, that, that Jesus didn't have a home. That's what, he, that's what he's saying. You, someday you may not have a home. Just deal with it, right? And he's like, I don't think that's what Jesus was saying. He says, the word rest, when he says the Son of Man has no place to rest his head, is only found one other time in the New Testament. Do you know when it's found? It's found in John 19, 30, when Jesus cries out on the cross, it is what? Finished. And he bowed his head, and that word bowed his head is the same word as the Son of Man has no place to rest his head. And he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. You see, something that Jesus did in Luke 9, 58, and then he spoke in John 19, 30 when he said that now you and I, mankind, can now to completion, and he put it back in order so that now you and I, mankind, can now find our rest again in him. So that the way that we were designed isn't that we're just toiling, toiling, toiling just the way it's going to be. It's that we go, 
I'm going to find my rest in Jesus now. So that word of he rested, has no place to rest his head, and he bowed his head, he rested his head down, is the same word. And it all relates back to it is finished. It's completed. Everything that you will need, all the things that you need supply in, all the things that you'll need in your life, all the ways that you hope that God works it out, is all going to be found in the work of Jesus Christ. All of it. You won't need anything outside of him. Do you hear me, church? So, when we talk about that rest, we're saying that all of a sudden that Jesus becomes your Sabbath rest. He's reordering the kingdom of God in the same way that you see the Genesis account and Adam rested with the Lord and worked in the garden. Jesus comes in and reorders it and says, it is finished. It's no longer about you trying to work this thing out. It's about time. It's no longer about you trying to... Say it one more time. It's no longer about you trying to work this thing out. It's about you resting this thing out. Jesus, Hebrews will tell us in 4.1, Jesus becomes our Sabbath rest. So why is this important? What does rest mean? Rest means that you have peace with God. Romans 5.1, since we were made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. It means you have freedom from being a slave to this world. Galatians 4.7, I no longer call you a slave but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. What does rest mean? It means we're no longer found in our doing, but we're found in our being. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things you have done so that none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us new in Christ Jesus. What does rest mean? It means that anything that we need, the provision that we need, the things that we need in life will simply come when we rest in course according to his riches and glory. I think that it's a word in season for the church because the church has worked so hard on working things out but not resting things out. I think most of us, including us, including ministry for me, I think most of us get caught up and going, man, there's growth and people are coming and kids ministry's booming and youth ministry's booming and all these things and it just sounds like it's all good. Oh man, it's just booming, booming, booming. But yet at the very heart of it, Jesus just simply wants us to sit at his feet and be in intimacy with him. So it's good things, but if we're not resting and we're only working, we're missing his created order. Amen, church. So maybe in your life, you've got some turmoil and some tension and struggle, and you're going, what, what am I missing? Why does it feel like every day brings its new set of issues? What is it that I'm missing? Maybe you're missing the rest of the Lord, just resting. So what does that mean? Get your distractions in your feet. There's a word. Be still. Be still, somebody say be still, and know that I am God. I'm wondering if we would put this order back into our life. Submitted when he said it is finished, heaven, 
the same order that Jesus resubmitted when he said, it is finished, I'm wondering if we put the order of rest back in our life, if we wouldn't begin to see God move in more powerful when we're trying to do it our own strength. Yeah, but you don't understand, Aaron, I've got things going on in my life. I know, rest. Yeah, but there's tension in, in my I'm just telling you what the word says, Re rest. What if we trust God and his word? Just rest. So here's what I want you to do today. Just close your eyes for me. Get this picture real quick. I want you to picture that you're walking into the house of the Lord today. I want you to picture that you're walking into Jesus' house. And he's leading you by the hand. And he takes you to this real cool, quiet, cozy room. And he just puts you on the most comfortable couch or lazy boy you've ever been in in your life. And there's turmoil outside. You go, oh, you don't understand. I've got family things and drama here and there's tension in the world and I've got all these things and I need to get out there Jesus I gotta do something right now and he goes I know just just rest but you understand I've got bills to pay and I've got I, I've got I've got to be at this meeting and, and if I let this go I'm just and he goes I know, I know I, I just just rest I've got it just rest Jesus how do you expect me to sit here with all of these things and feel like I'm not gonna accomplish these things and he goes be still and know that I am God just rest, just rest, just rest, just rest, just rest. I want you to keep that picture in your head. And I believe that God wants to develop in our hearts what it looks like to get back to a Sabbath rest again. That might be a day that you set aside. Jesus is our Sabbath rest. That might be moments throughout the day where you're just unplugged and you're just pouring into him and he's pouring into you. I believe that the move of God, the right order, God is a God of order, the right order is that we have to get back to rest in our life again. This chaos and this distraction is the enemy's schemes to keep you from a secret weapon in the kingdom of God, and that is the rest of the Lord today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for your rest over this body of believers. I pray for your rest for those who are listening in. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would bring about that created order of rest back into our life. You created seven days, and on the seventh day you rested, which means that you did some work on the first six. So who are we to believe that you can't accomplish anything that you want to accomplish within our time frames as well? I pray, Jesus, that the greatest place that we can run to right now in this craziness of life is to rest in you to find ourselves in you, to get away from all the things in life and just simply rest in you. But God, I've got, just rest, just rest, just rest. So Father, bring us to that place of rest. So church, just keep your eyes closed. The band's gonna sing a song over us here in just a moment. You're gonna invite it to join in. But I just want you to find yourself in a place of rest right now. Thanks for tuning in today. To find out how to get more involved, go to reliancecommunity.org. Have a great week.